Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 10 of My Take What's Yours. <laughs> my guest today is my lifelong partner Aoife and as 10, episode 10 being a big milestone, another big milestone in my life is being together with Aoife for the last 10 goddamn <laughs> years. Aoife, how does it feel? A life sentence. Life sentence, well a life sentence is 25 years. You're not, you're <laughs> not in Ireland. <laughs> You'd be out and all. But um, today, yeah, it's a it's a, a big day in uh, for a milestone for the podcast and <laughs> our marriage. It's soon to be. By the time this podcast comes out, we will be married. We will be married. Yes. And I cannot wait to be married. Because this episode is pre-recorded, of course. Yeah. Um, but We're look, recording it a week before the wedding. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. On the day. I think, I hope. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, today we're just going to talk about kind of wedding bits and stuff like that and a couple of wedding horror stories just to keep people entertained. Yeah, perfect. Right, so we jump straight into it. Let's go Without further ado. Do, do. Aoife, to start off with a, a lovely soppy story before we get into all that nonsense about how we first met. Will we talk about it? Yeah, sure. Lovely, if you can remember back that far. A long time ago now. Like, I was 16 when we started going out with each other, but I had a cr- crush on you for a lot longer, as you very well know. Did you? I used to watch you playing football from my dad's house through the window. Too right like to a do. stalker. <laughs> And then when I was 12, I think you were in first year, were you? Yeah, when I was yeah. in sixth class. Yeah. Tre- trekking up and down your road that you lived on. Trying to figure out what number was on your door so I could send you a fucking Valentine's Day card. That's when it all began. Yeah. Mad, isn't it? Back in the MSN days. Oh my God, remember them, the Sony Ericsons? I know, yeah. You got the best thing about Sony Ericsons yeah. is you got free MSN. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I'll never forget it. And then, obviously... We kind of stopped talking for a year or two, didn't we? And then we did. We kind of grew or went our separate yeah, ways. It was then, never out and serious back yeah, then. We no, were just, just kids, friends, like you know. Yeah, and then, um, I suppose when I was in fourth year and you were in fifth year, or your friendship group and my friendship group just started hanging out and yeah. Then on the twelfth of April, twenty twelve, you, <laughs> in the politest way possible, said, "Will you go with me?" Lovely. And we've been together since. Done. I didn't give you a kiss. I gave you a hug. I was you gave so me a hug. You were so nervous, yeah. yeah. And your mother was standing outside the house. No, she was. She was. She's gawking up at me, <laughs> waiting for her little daughter to come home. And here's this big handsome man. You stood man. me up the first time we were supposed to go out in fairness. I did stand you up, and I apologise. Yeah, but you that. were shitting it as well. Of course, I was shitting it. You were a classy bird. I wasn't. You were a classy bird. To me, you were anyway. <sighs> so you've been my only boyfriend. How does that make you feel? Privileged. Yeah. You've been my only girlfriend. Oh How does that make you feel? Sick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know I'm proud of that. Like we're we're childhood sweethearts. Childhood like sweethearts, yeah. yeah, we grew up to like not to grow up together, but no MSN and stuff like that. Like, yeah. and um, we've been through a lot together. A lot together. Like we kind of confided in each other when it came to stuff. We never actually met in person, 
Well, we what knew you... what we looked like and stuff, yes. but I think it was just so. It was more so um, confidence behind the screen. Yeah, it? like we confided in each other about a lot of things back in the day, like you know, and I was just lucky enough that our friendship, you know, kind of our friends' paths kind of connected, and then yeah. obviously our friendship intertwined then. And uh, yeah, like I'll never forget it. I spent the day with you, and then on the way home we ran under a tree with no leaves because it started oh to rain in that? April the fucking tree god forbid was as bald as an egg yeah because everyone was like oh my god we need to hide and I was like yeah we go under the tree the tree with no bloody leaves <laughs> and we, when we got there they had no leaves and I straightened my hair because I wanted to look really pretty and then <laughs> my hair got saturated and I was like fuzz got over going home <laughs> I love that I love that and uh, yeah so after that then we made a we made a beeline then for the shopping centre and when we got there, I know we were just chatting away or whatever. We were with two of our other friends. And then you said, look, you're going to head home. So I said, yeah, no bother. I'll let you know. Yeah, and I let you go. I let you walk home. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, I said to me, my mate said to me, well, do you like her? I'm sure I'd never. I was a little fucker back then. I would yeah, never have made that like, like that. Yeah, I was pure tough boy. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, I do like her. I really like her. And he said, so what are you waiting for? And it was like this song, if it's just, what are you waiting oh for? My God. That's what it was like. And I was like, oh my God, what am I waiting for? So I fucking bolted out of the shopping centre. Ran up down. after you. I was like, hey, fat. Your pair of timbers yeah. about three sizes <laughs> too big on you. <laughs> the size of the shoes on him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was a big mistake. I was trying to run with a pair of shoes. <laughs> I was getting you fucking, fucking shoes. Like I was getting carpet burns three feet sliding <laughs> in the shoes <laughs> and uh, with the boot cut jeans and running up to you shouting Aoife and I turned around at the bus stop and I ran up and yeah. then it's just in the politest way possible will you go with me will you go with me and I give you a hug we gave each other the stiffest <laughs> hug possible <laughs> we were like a pair of two frozen salmon legs coming out of the freezer <laughs> just bumping off each other and, uh, and then, then I you, turned around and walked home. Yeah, you turned around and walked And then remember home. you wanted to put it up on Facebook. And oh, I had yeah. like, at the time, like, you know, girls that put up like, oh, oh, in a relationship, relationship with their yeah. friend. And oh, yeah. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck <laughs> you, is this? You wouldn't ask me. So you text your yeah. friend to text his girlfriend to text me to take it down. That's <laughs> oh, how it's God. done. They want to just go abrupt straight to the point. Like, That's so funny. I'm sure the way kids, you know, to be innocent, the way they be thinking. Yeah. But God, I'm after growing up a fair lot bit then, since then. Like, yeah. You know? But uh, then, there's a fucking moth flying around the place. And, and then we um we got engaged quite young as well. We did. Which you really shocked me about. Because obviously we were together for like five years when we got engaged. Yeah, five years. And then like I remember a few of our friends would take the place and be like, oh, you know, you'd have a ring on your finger soon. And I was adamant. Yeah. Like I knew we were we were solid, but like I was adamant that I wouldn't say yes if you'd proposed right. because I was so young. Yeah. And I used to always like say say to them, Oh no, no, I want to wait now, I want to wait and then obviously when you did propose Swooped you straight off your foot yeah. off your feet. Swooned <laughs> My foot. off your foot. <laughs> I swooned the fuck out of you. You're caught oh, for yeah. breath, girl. I was caught for breath, I couldn't even put the fucking key no, in the yeah, door. I remember, yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. So basically the story about that is um I got a new job, new hours, everything was looking nice. Nice little bit of money in the bank. You actually planned something, imagine. I planned it. I know, yeah. Usually <laughs> I, I have trouble fucking planning dinner. But I put a bit of effort into this, and it? Because, like, yeah, 
please God, you know, and it only be doing it once, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I wanted to do it right, like, so basically I got a bit of money together. I was talking to someone in work and uh, we were talking away and basically they said, oh, what are you waiting for, like, do you know? And I said, yeah, do you know what, fuck it, I will propose. So, Is that true? Yes, it was, yeah. She's a good woman, I can't wait to meet her. <laughs> yeah, she's lovely. So yeah, basically, you know, I said to her, fuck it, do you know what I'm waiting for, do you know, I'm young, but I know what I want and I don't want... You know to to leave that goal like because I knew what I wanted, and went down to the credit union boy, gave mommy deets, said, "Listen here, I'm in need of uh, money, money, <laughs> ca- cash, and uh, yeah." So basically, they gave me the go ahead, and went around looking for rings or whatever. Went into a shop and basically, your one said, "Well, look." She showed me a lot of rings and I said, look, it's not, it's not catching me eye. It's not good enough. And she said, well, describe the ring. So I described it. I actually drew it for her on a piece of paper. And she said, I have just a ring. And she went into the back and got it out of the safe and brought it out. And I didn't even look at the price. And I'm not even going to say the price because obviously no, yeah. privacy reasons. But um, I just, that's the one I said. That's it. Didn't even have to look at the price. Whatever it was, I was willing to pay. And I just knew straight away when I seen it, I said, that's, that's the one. I love it. And I know that she love it. Um, and that was it then. How so did I, I not ring. cop on when we, got, when we went up to the hotel? Because I remember you going to me, oh, I'm taking you on a nice surprise now for yeah, a five-year oh, anniversary. Yeah, yeah. And then off up to Cassidy's we went oh, because yeah. that was the first hotel we ever stayed in together. The first hotel we ever stayed and in. And then he said, oh, you're in the car seat. And I just remember going... Oh, he's gone all out. That's <laughs> what I remember. And then I remember going in and I, I was on the phone with my mum and I was like, there's roses on the bed and there's chocolates on the bed. So lovely and here he's gone all out. And you were in, in the bathroom shaking. Oh my God, I took out the ring. I, I was taking a piss. <laughs> I was taking a piss and um, <laughs> one hand on the cock and one hand on the ring. We'll say. Daddy, <laughs> oh my God. And uh, next thing you just walked in. And I had the ring in my hand, you know, in the box. Maybe you shouldn't go for a piss. And I goes, door. oh fuck, you know. And I, <laughs> I closed the box and I put it back in my trench coat pocket, like you know. And uh, I thought you're after seeing it, but you didn't. Like, oh, I didn't know. And uh, next thing, you no, know, you're talking to your mother or whatever, and you got off the phone to her. And I was down on the, I was down on the knee. Yeah, I turned around. You were down on the knee. I was down on the. Can't remember I was, what you I said. Down, I was, rugby tackling. Yeah, and then I was down on my fucking back. Straight, just rugby tackled me onto the mm-hmm. floor, and then he broke my fucking neck. And then the next morning, I had a panic attack. You did have a panic attack. I did, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't do well with change. No, you don't. Obviously, I said yes. Yeah. Thank and God. Like, and then I was like, I don't know, can I? Yeah. Which we fair. I've gone through hell scare and stuff like that. I so. know, I know. But. It was for, look, we're here now. Yeah. Do you know, that's all. I think that was, I'm glad it happened. Yeah, I'm glad. Everything that did happen, happens for a reason, do you know? Yeah, like a whole cir- like circle in 24 hours. <laughs> yes, and then absolutely fucking not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was like, no, it was just always oh, the right time. Yeah, it was the, but in fairness, it was the worst car journey <laughs> in history. No, it was, do you know what though? I think that made us stronger. And I laugh so. about it. I, I laugh about it now. What do you? I do, yeah. I find it funny. <laughs> you don't. Oh. <laughs> and then... We decided that we were going to prioritise yeah, getting, the, getting house. the house. Yeah. So we literally that was the day we yeah, it was two days after we got engaged. Yep. Sat down and said, Right, this is what we need to do and yep. put in 
Oh my god, a year later. Yeah, got a house. We had our house. Yeah. A year and a half later, yes, we got our house. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Just like that, yeah. A year and a half, a tough saving. Oh, it was horrific. Fair play to my mum for taking us in. Like, I yeah, know absolutely. A couple of bob just to cover our yeah. board, but like, no, prop- we wouldn't have been able to do a year of intense saving without her. Yeah, props to your mum there because if it wasn't for her, you know, because obviously we wanted to stay together, you know, yeah. see, because we were a couple, like, yeah. and um, yeah, your mum was nice enough to take us in, we threw her a couple of bob or whatever. But uh, that, yeah, that allowed us to build the grounds then to start saving yeah. and stuff, you know, and get stuff together. And uh, but sure, look. We were mortgage approved within six months and yeah. the whole sale of the house we wanted dragged out for a year because it's oh, a private sale. Stop, like, it was horrific. I thought we were never going to end. That but was look, my proudest achievement to date. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad we've done it before the wedding as well. Yeah, so am I. And um, look, it's only for you because... You're, you're such no, an organised person. Fair. No, that's not you know, fair. You, 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 you fight for everything. Like, uh, just a little insight into Aoife's life here. Like, you're so organised. You're amazing. You just organise everything. You plan everything. Yeah, but everything was down to the T, the paperwork, the whole yeah. lot. You're amazing. Don't take, take fucking credit for it, Aoife. Do you know, like, all of this is happening because of you. Like, you know, yeah, it could be done, but, jeez, it take a hell of a long time. Like, you know, even with the wedding and the planning and, Doing stuff and getting little bits ready. I tell you though, I'm I swear to God, as bad as it was, the sale of the house and it dragging out and we've yeah. been devastated. The wedding has been so much more stressful. The wedding, I don't to put into perspective. I don't get stressed about nothing. I'm as laid back as you get. I'd sleep on a bed of nails, no bother. But fuck me, I've never had a migraine in my life, and I've had two because of this wedding. That's how bad it was. I was losing my vision one of the times. It's so, so, so stressful. And like people say, oh, get a wedding planner. I know that'd be even more stressful because then you're dealing with a third party. Then you're trying to communicate. No, but it's no wedding planner just fucking going to get contact you, the, you yeah. with the details at the hotel or whatever. Would exactly. Do you know what I mean? And then you're contacting them then to tell the hotel what to do. Just yeah, cut fairness, out the middleman. I have to say everyone we've dealt with. Yeah. A1. Has been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Like everyone. Yeah. It's they've just, been, they've been it's a treat, just like. small little mistakes that just kill me. Yeah. And obviously we made it hard for ourselves. Like we didn't benefit from doing a smaller wedding. No, no, we didn't. Like we originally had 160 grand. Yeah. And then moved it. And we only have, we have like 30 going now. Yeah, yeah. And like we didn't benefit. No, no, we didn't. In any way, not even financially from doing it. Because obviously yeah. we decided to change hotel to a more posh hotel. And, yeah. But like, no. Hopefully now this this time next week it'll be all yeah all and I'm in, over I'm, and we'll I'm, be pissed. <laughs> I'm looking forward. Like I can't wait for the actual dates. I'm so nervous when I think about it. Not about oh, yeah. the fact of getting married. I'm actually not nervous. But just the fact of just in case I forget something or forget to do this or forget. Ah, don't be worrying. Oh, about stuff I'm like my that. stomach to be sick and work and the lads are looking at me and they're always saying to me, "Geez, look, they're nervous," you know. No. Yeah. Don't be worrying about it. Well, we do some stories of Yeah, sure, wrap the boring bits. the fucking head off people there for the last 12 minutes. We'll do a few... You've uh, made it this far. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the good side <laughs> of the podcast. But um, yeah, sure, we'll have a, co- we have a couple of horror stories there, if you do we? Well, they're just different wedding stories, so yeah. I thought we'd start off with like the nitty-gritty ones. Right, okay. So, am I the asshole for not inviting... Sorry. Am I the asshole for not inviting my adoptive parents to my wedding? Absolutely. Without even reading it. I, 30 female, am getting married to my fiancé in May. 
I was adopted when I was a baby and my adoptive parents, who were in their 50s, did their best to raise and support me through college. We always had a good relationship and obviously I loved them. When I was 23, I decided to search for my biological parents. And long story short, they were teenagers, about 14 when they had me. They are still together and they have two more children. They said they wanted to keep me but they couldn't raise me so they decided to put me up for adoption. The thing that really hurt me was that in my childhood and teenage years they tried to contact my adoptive parents and have a relationship with me but my adoptive parents refused. When I confronted my adoptive parents they said that they were afraid that I might prefer my biological parents so they tried to keep them away. I was hurt and disappointed and decided to go low contact. Over the years, we've managed to build a better relationship, but it's not like before. So for my wedding, I decided to ask my biological father to walk me down the aisle. And he obviously said yes. When my adoptive parents learned that they were were hurt and said their worst fear had come to reality. And if I insisted to put my biological parents before them, then I shouldn't invite them to my wedding. My answer was that they are not invited then. Since then, all my adoptive family are calling me an asshole. So am I the asshole? That's a tough one. So am I the asshole, yeah. That is a tough one because they literally raised that. That is basically like their child. Um, Because they raised raised that person. You know, they sent it to school, gave it all the love and attention that they needed. I don't like the way there's a sourness. Like... Why did they not let the biological parents into her life? Yeah. Do you know? Like, there's obviously a wicked jealousy. It was a bit selfish. We obviously don't know much of the story. Were the biological parents, did they have drug problems? Is there a reason why the adoptive parents didn't let them? uh, But, like, skip that, right? If if she loves the adoptive parents as much as she's going on as well. Like... Like, why can't both of the dads walk her up the aisle? I was just I have my about mom walk me up the aisle. There's yeah. all different things that you can do, like, you I was, know? I was just about to say that. Why she can't the two dads walk up? Them walk her up the Absolutely, aisle? Absolutely, yeah. It should, be a, it should be a beautiful thing where the, the families are coming together. Yeah. Where now they're actually looking at it in a negative way, where it should be a positive way. But like we've had so much stress for this wedding, I can kind of. Oh, I think she's the asshole, but I can understand why she would just be like, yeah, cutting that. Yeah, I'm done with yeah. drama. You know what I mean? So one of the updates was, um, I talked to them and suggested that both dads could walk me, yeah, could walk me down Perfect. the aisle. My adoptive parents refused because they say that they did all the hard work and they shouldn't have to share this spot. I told them that I would give them a couple of days to think about it. So they're more so doing it for the attention of themselves. Yeah. Um, overall vote was your that she was the asshole. Yeah. Um, I would agree. It's uh, you're the asshole. They did the hard work. They were the parents. They made a decision not to contact, but that was their decision to make that. Um, they thought it was the best one. Um, you're choosing the people who gave you up. To the ones that that chose you. Mm. Um, you're more than just an asshole. What you're doing is unconce- uncon- I can't say unconscionable. I can't say that word. Sean gives a look at his word. You're not going to be no, able to they say it. If I... They spelled it wrong. I can't say it though. Anyway. Yes. Um, 
then another person said you're the asshole un- ungrateful self-centered and you totally lack empathy your adoptive parents raised you and for the love of god your biological sperm and egg donors are not compared to them and certainly not your parents 100 percent um, there's a little update on it. Oh, lovely. Um, when I screenshot this, I, I think this is like a month and a half old, so it's, oh, that's, it's yeah. literally this coming May. Yeah. Um, this would be my last post for anyone who's interested. My adoptive parents are officially not invited to my wedding and we decided to go no contact. It was an emotional con- conversation. We cried the whole time, but I think it's for the best. They asked me if I can contact them again when I have a child. Since I was their only child, they wouldn't have any other grandchildren. I said, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't know how it could work. They got mad at me. I can understand why. I told them that I'm not giving them access to my future child. Hold on now. I told them that giving them access to my future child would require contact. Maybe if we ever talk again, we can discuss this. They said I'm ungrateful. Well, a lot of people said that. I guess I am. That I'm... that I deprive them of any chances for children or grandchildren because they can no longer have kids or adopt. Then things just got bad. I don't think that we could possibly salvage this relationship anymore. I'm sad, but I'm also happy for the new chapter in my life that is about to begin. Best best wishes to everyone. Right. I know, Misty. Misty sighed. She, She's she sighing, yeah. She knows. It's a, it's a wicked emotional one. Like, I can kind of feel this... I don't think she should have cut them out of her life. No, absolutely not. Because, obviously, I wasn't adopted, but I was fostered. But at the same time, they took me in. Yeah. So I can get where they're coming from, where they put in all the hard work. I don't like the fact that they didn't want to share. Like, yeah. her biological parents, they were probably forced to give her up because they were so young. They didn't. They weren't given a fighting chance maybe yeah do you know whereas they were like look you're too young we have yeah, to do this I suppose, option yeah they did try and reach out and they tried they? to reach out and they still said no so both sides are kind of in the wrong for what yeah. they're doing do you know I just think there's a wicked saltiness there yeah. you know between the biological and the adoptive it's a tough one isn't it, it is a tough one do you know and it's a hard decision for her to make I just wish that she could just find a balance to talk to her biological parents and her adoptive parents Someone or someone commented and said, "So basically, you're doing the same thing to your real your that your real parents did, them wanting to have a relationship with your kids and not letting them. The difference being they actually want to be there from them from for di- from day one. Yeah. Um, unlike your bi- biological parents who didn't want you, only your siblings because they are the ones they love more and willing to work hard for that that comment makes no sense yeah because sure they were so fucking young they didn't have a chance then another person replied and goes must be nice to just replace one set of parents with another and just keep moving so people were obviously Jeez, bitter so, about yeah, it wicked bitter um, I think they're making a mistake by cutting them out absolutely but you know best of luck to them And yeah look as they say you live and you learn yeah isn't it yeah that's it yeah now this one is not about um, marriage, oh, okay. but it's about a fiance, and I thought it would be interesting to put in. It's kind of another kind of a serious one. Very good. Am I the asshole for not telling my fiance I can't have kids? Am I the asshole for not telling? Right. Okay. Okay. I thirty female and my fiance thirty male started dating three years ago. We met online. 
His profile said he wasn't sure whether he wanted kids. Mine said clearly I didn't want any. I physically can't have kids and I don't want them. We get along so well and we love each other and he finally proposed. Suddenly, after all this time, he's talking about having kids. And no, not just one or two, but six. And he wants to be their biological father. No adoption. He doesn't know I'm infertile and now I'm afraid to tell him. I don't know what to do. This could ruin our relationship. I don't want to lie to him, but I don't want to lose him either. Would I be the biggest asshole if I just to- if I just didn't bring up I'm infertile? Yes. Overall vote was not the asshole. I was shocked. I was shocked. This is, this is a very very tough one. Tough situation. In a relationship, you have to have trust and are keeping a secret like that is massive. That's huge. I, I saw think it from that two points of view. She clearly outlined that she didn't want children. Oh, I completely understand that. But at the same time, yeah, you're hiding something. Exactly. You, you need to be, be honest with, yeah. with your partner. She could just say, okay, yeah, we'll try for kids, knowing that she can't have them. And just build his hopes up. And he's just constantly, you know, oh, yeah. you know, can't get pregnant, can't, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? She should just say it out on the table. Just say it out is, look, I can't have kids and I don't want kids. Yeah. Some people said, um, now that you know he wants biological kids, you would be a massive asshole and a liar if you didn't tell him that it's not on the that it's not in the cards for you. Remind him that your profile said you don't want kids and that hasn't changed. And even if you did change your mind about wanting kids, you wouldn't be giving birth to them yourself. Not the asshole for now, but you would become the asshole if you don't tell him the truth before marrying him. Exactly. Which is fair go. enough. Like Yeah, like to, to keep something that big. Yeah. I think that that's a big no-no. Like, as I always say to people, right, you know, if she if she did plug up the courage and she told him, look, listen, I don't want kids, but also I can't physically have kids. And if he got mad or he walked away, then that person isn't right yeah. for her. Do you get what I'm saying? They're not a match. Honest. What's the problem Honesty with people not being able to be honest with policy. each other? It's just, it's rule it, number it's one. It's becoming really common that people are just yeah, not. Absolutely. It's trust, as I always say, is the biggest piece of the foundation in a relationship. Yeah. If you can't be honest with your partner, yeah. your relationship is going to be in ruins in, in years to come. Um, she updated and said, just to clarify, initially he was fine with my with me clearly saying I didn't want kids. His sudden desire for six children is a new development that only came up after he proposed. And then someone else replied and goes, so he thinks he can change your mind. He never accepted your child-free status in full. Yeah. That's true. Just because he proposed, he's expect Six like, kids? What the fuck, though? No, but like, if she doesn't want kids and he wants kids and there's going to be an argument over, they're clearly not meant for yeah, each other. Yeah, they're not meant for each other. Simple as that. Yeah. As much as you might love if each they other. can't respect each other yeah, enough. That's it. You know what I mean? It's it's at the harsh reality of it. But look, you're not meant for each other. Like, if you've if you've one person that doesn't want kids and another person that does want kids. Yeah. And say it's the woman that doesn't want kids. Yeah. I do think that that does play a higher fa- factor. Yeah. Because obviously the woman has to carry the baby and exactly. stuff. But like, I don't know. It's just... 
I don't know, like, I just feel like it depends how passionate you are about it, really, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I just think that, like, it's it's definitely a determinant factor in a relationship. Like, you know, it's definitely one of the big things that can end a relationship is to talk about kids. If one person wants kids and one person doesn't want kids, it's so easily to know you can end a relationship over that kind of thing yeah. because it's massive, you know. But um, look, just get it out on the table. Say it as it is. I can't have them. Simple as that. Yeah. Right, next one. Yeah, we'll go on to another one. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to skip this one because I think that'll be a good one for another time. Oh, okay. Am I the asshole for proposing at a wedding? <laughs> oh, you don't even have to read it. People, take fucking notes. It's not your day. Pick your day and your There's time. So not many a wedding things day. you don't do at a wedding. Yeah, right. Number one. Do not wear white or ivory. Do not wear white or ivory. Number two. Do not make it about yourself. Yeah. The amount of people, like I was at a, we were at a wedding two years ago. Right. And, sorry. We no. were at a wedding two years ago and I literally heard someone go, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Oh, you're joking. That's good. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> it's not Don't your fucking day. Don't fucking say it. Like, yeah, yeah. Keep um, it to yourself. I have. You can, you can, you can do it your way on your fucking day, yeah? Paddy, like, I just don't understand. People be salty. They do, really, don't yeah. they? Ah, just pure jealousy, like. Do you know? If you want to do it a certain way, like, do it in your day. It's a, like, this one says, what's the worst thing? You, I'm going to go back to the other story. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's the worst thing you can do at someone's wedding? Someone make everything about yourself and bother the bride and groom about it. When will this be over? I'm bored. I don't want to eat that. Do you have anything else? Oh, I know this um great song. Why don't you play it? You should do the flowers like this. Like, yeah. imagine being like that at someone else's wedding. Other people, there would be people like that, though. Sorry for my bad editing skills, guys. Just after, back after having a, a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Hunger was, was hitting me hard during the podcast. So I had to... Priorities. Priorities, you know, to add it. Uh, you're not new you when you're hungry. <laughs> the Snickers bear. Right. Am I the asshole for proposing at a wedding? I know it sounds bad, but hear me out. And a throwaway account for privacy. I'll try and keep this short. So me and my now partner have been together for six years. And about the last year, we've been discussing more about getting married. And she wanted it to still be a surprise. She said she'd be happy with however and whenever I did it. But I admit I'm terrible at surprises and coming up with ideas like this, but I still wanted her to love it. So for context, she and her sister are basically best friends. One year age difference, if that matters. And she's marrying one of my best mates so we're all close and do things together a lot a few months ago while their plan while their planning was still going on i sat them both down and asked if i could propose during the reception but that i 100 percent understand if they said no because it was their day after all they immediately said it was a great idea and were excited for it sister-in-law loved the idea because their family would be already there too i even offered to pay half the reception bill but they refused. I gave them something as a second wedding gift anyway. And over the next few months, we talked here and there about how it would be done. Hold on now. And decided 
it'll be done during the bouquet toss cheesy i know and all the bridesmaids were in on it because most are mutual friends the wedding was yesterday and we didn't see a lot of each other because maid of honor and groomsman duties everything went off without a hitch and it was time for the bouquet toss and the girls gathered sister-in-law pretended to go and throw it but turned around and handed it to her sister instead she turned around to me with a confused look but saw me on my knee with a ring pop sounds dumb but it's an inside joke between us in my hands i la i laughed through her tears obviously she said yes and the rest of the night was great however when we woke up this morning <laughs> will you stop chewing your lips <laughs> However, when we woke up this morning, she was acting very weird and distant. And when I asked what was wrong, she said she felt weird around me proposing at her sister's wedding. That it was just felt wrong like she stole her sister's day. I explained that she was very obviously in on it and was excited about the idea and encouraged it. But she said it still felt weird and left to go to work. I haven't heard much from her today since. Did I do something wrong? Somebody else? Um... This is an odd one now. Yeah, because like, I'd usually be like, "No, you're the asshole." Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But very unusual to propose at someone else's wedding. But saying that unusual, under the just... yeah under the circumstances, you did get permission, and the other people did love the idea. So but I thought. So it's her. Then again, I'm thinking about it from her side. Like she probably wanted a special moment yeah. just for her. Do you get me? I think this is the, a big mistake lads make. Yeah. Some people propose at a wedding and think it's great, the best thing ever. Yeah. We're taken from the bride and groom and... Exactly. The other person's going to... The, the, the woman is more than likely, or the man, whoever, are more than likely going to be like, what the fuck? Could exactly. we not have had our own moment? Exactly. So it's like, it's collateral damage here. You know, you could upset the bride and groom and you could upset your partner. And in another sense... um. Jesus, where was I going with this now? Oh, yes. Like, I think the girl might feel, or the man, might feel pressured into saying yes because it's at a wedding and there's so many people watching them. You know, they might have that pressure, like, oh, I have to say yes. Do you get me? Whereas they couldn't give you an honest answer if it was just, you know, the two or wherever you're doing it at a restaurant or whatever you do. So... Can I give you some of these people's comments? Uh, do before I make my decision. Not the asshole that was proposing at someone else's wedding event without their permission. You had permission, therefore not an asshole. But your fiancé is allowed to feel weird about it. We can't control our feelings, therefore feelings can never make you an asshole. Hopefully you can talk it out and get on the same page. Perfect. Someone else said... Yes, this, I have a feeling... That everyone, everything will all work out, especially once she has, and her sister have had a chance to talk. Okay. So then there's a little update. Small update. She came home, we talked. I was definitely a dunce about the wedding thing, but she said she still loved it because her family was there. And after talking to her sister as well, she didn't feel so guilty. She explained that it wasn't until afterwards she realised she wa- she actually wasn't okay with a public proposal like she originally thought and we had talked about. She was just hit with a lot of different feelings. We basically apologised to each other for a few things that even through all our talks we hadn't actually talked about and led to assumptions. I made the dinner and had it already planned for us. 
and did my proper proposal to her with my whole speech. Overall, everything ended well and communication is key. Even after six years together, we're still learning new things. That's actually nice. Yeah. Like, we're 10 years. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. And I still feel like we're learning new things. Like, I know a lot about you. Yeah. But I still learn new things. Oh, absolutely. I learn something new about you every single day. Constantly learning. Yeah, one of my new personalities. <laughs> <laughs> it was Patricia. Um, no, like, I think in a relationship you're always learning. You can be together 40 years and you will learn something about your partner. And that's, you know, if you're really in tune. Because if you're not learning, then you think you know everything. And sure, you, you never know everything. But if you think you know everything, I think yeah. that's a problem. You well, constantly I think, have to learn. I think he's not the asshole, but he is the asshole. Yeah, he's not the asshole not because the asshole he got permission. Got, but he's the asshole yeah, because don't take limelight away from someone else. Exactly. Even if you get their permission. Exactly. And he wasn't taking his woman's feelings into consideration. Yeah. But then again... Everyone's different though, Paddy. Like, I, if you proposed me in front of a crowd, I would have literally... Oh, you would have died. I would have died. Yeah. The ground would have swallowed I couldn't have, looked, I couldn't have in fairness... I was sick. Yeah. I had no makeup on. My yeah. hair was fucked up into a ponytail. Oh, natural. I couldn't have looked worse. If I marry you at that, <laughs> I deserve you at when you get done up. Do you get me? No, I do. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't... Some people like public proposals. Some people love it. Do them Times Square fucking... Them dancing Like, routines. I wouldn't mind to like, you know, Air Beach or whatever. Yeah. If that's public. Yeah. I couldn't fucking do in front of the Eiffel Tower. Oh no. Like I've way. seen some beautiful ones, don't get me wrong, they're gorgeous, but it's just not my cup of tea. No. Yeah, that's You're done you right. To, You're yeah. done right. Thank you very much. <laughs> now to finish off on a lighter note. Excellent. We always hear about wedding horror stories, so what are some of your best funny, happy and wholesome wedding stories? So this is on a my Facebook group a minute. Right, okay. So someone wrote in and went, when I was about 12, I went to my uncle's wedding. I was sitting behind my mum, beside my other uncle, by marriage. He's a complete messer. He seen a loose tread on my mum's coat and began help, and being helpful, decided he would burn it off using a lighter. Well, of course, my mum's hair full of hairspray. It caught fire, leaving my uncle beating the head off her in the middle of the church. I can still <laughs> smell the burnt hair. All good, apart from a few singed hairs. Oh, my God. Imagine. In the church. Paddy, imagine. Oh, jeez, I'd say he lost his life. I'm sure he's a great old fella. That's so funny. <laughs> imagine, though. People, if you see a loose tread, do not go putting a fucking lighter to it. Yeah. Okay. This is another one. I have a picture for you for this one. Lovely. My husband ripped his trousers in shreds after sliding around the floor. Lunging and doing some amazingly funny air guitar to ACDC, Thunderstruck. My sister and I were dancing and he slid from one end of the dance floor up to us. As he reached us, split. We couldn't stop laughing. He didn't know and carried on with his air guitar, which made us laugh even more. Thankfully, the trousers were rented. Needless to say, he didn't get his deposit back. Show me. He really oh ripped <laughs> Oh he my literally god! Ripped them the whole way up from fucking cheek. His poor cheek balls to cheek. must be bruised. Must, oh my god! They must have been dangling. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What would be like? I I I have a really nice story to finish off on. Right, go on. Like, what would be your 
worst fear to happen on the wedding day? Worst fear, no rings. Yeah, that that's worried you from day one. Oh, it just kills me because the box is so small and dainty. It could just easily. Yeah, but I have the wedding ring box inside the box with the hand fastening rope. Right. Ah, okay. So don't worry. Right. Okay. Like I won't give them to our best man. Yeah. No. I actually Mark, was sighing for the back of his yeah. chair saying, Where's the wedding rings? Where's the wedding rings? Yeah, Mark, <laughs> I love you, but no. Can't be trusted with them, boy. Um, yeah, like that, I think that the rings is basically the big one for me. Um, I, There's a few things I'm worried about, you know, obviously, like, you know, just get nervous about shit. Maybe I'm just doing I'm terrified my dress will, like, rip or it won't fit or something on the day. Same, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified my suit won't fit either. <laughs> I got it a bit too soon. No, you didn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm not much. supposed to see in it, but like yeah, folk traditions. We and came, all that. we we saw it, and, or we were shop up shopping, and you came across it, and we had, yeah. you went in and tried it on. You liked it, so that's absolutely just the way it yeah. Um, I hope that you know when this podcast goes up, will we be on our honeymoon? We will be on our honeymoon. Oh my god, if I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Just to relax. The whole build-up. You know, just to be able to... Imagine no wedding stuff to prep. I can't imagine that. I know, I can't wait. Every what time. What are we going to do with our lives? War zone. Yeah, war zone. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my squad leader? As always. Always. I'm yeah. a good squad leader. You're a great fucking squad leader. War zone for the win. Anyway, right. Something I wouldn't mind going wrong with the wedding. The weather. Right. The cake. Yeah. The cake? Yeah. Really? Something happened to the cake. Yeah. I wouldn't bother me. Not the weather or wouldn't bother me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same. The weather wouldn't bother me. The cake or the food or any of that wouldn't yeah, really bother me. Really. It's just literally the rings or I'm terrified with the flowers. Why? Because I have to go collect them and I, I'm struggling with the fact that I want to know what to leave at the hotel and what to bring to your house. Yeah, I'll have one. I'll tell her to put it in two separate boxes. Okay, but they're going to be in boxes. Yeah. That's grand. That's okay. Just I thought she just want to give me individual flowers and no, I was going to put them in the no, back no, of the no, car. No, 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 no. That's grand. That's right. Okay. Anyway, let's finish off with a wholesome story. Right, go for it. I was at a small wedding where the groom's dog came to the place they were staying. Right. The actual wedding took place down by a river, which is a short walk from there. When we left for the wedding, we left the dog outside in the fenced area. As we would learn later, this was not enough. The wedding was just starting by the river and all of a sudden, this blur comes running down the path and jumps on the groom. It's his dog (laughs) and she's wagging a full third of her body and trying to jump up and lick his face. Somebody has to hold her during the ceremony (laughs) before his nice suit gets covered in hair. Luckily, she's a good dog, so she stayed close and didn't go into the water while they were taking pictures. She was in all the photos, sometimes intentionally. Aww. It was a really happy wedding. Dog, The dog gate crashed a wedding in the best way possible. That's lovely. I thought that was so nice. I love our dogs. I love them, but imagine they fucking oh, bark the head. One person comes into the house. Rah, 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 rah. I know, I know. It's their, they wouldn't be able to. No. They wouldn't. Uh, but I would. I'd love them there. Yeah. Have little things for them in the morning of the wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My humans are getting married. <laughs> I can't wait. It's been a long build up and I just can't wait now for the day just to come, you know. But um, 
Yeah, I'm more so looking forward to it being over. I know it sounds yeah, best, but... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the honeymoon. I really am. Just to be able to relax, sit down, read a book. Just go off and do a few things, like... Yeah, bring my candle off at me. Yeah. We're so old. I know. Jeez, we're getting fair old, even. Yeah. Oh, God. We're growing old together. Yes, and that's, what I, and that's what I love. And, um... Hopefully after the wedding, like I say on every other fucking podcast, hopefully a bit to get myself a microphone. Yeah, I'll get you one for your birthday. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, sounds like a good plan. I'm just uh, getting a random fact of the day. You weren't prepared. Yeah, I was not prepared for this. This podcast is, was n- literally nearly off the oh, cuff, lads. Let's get a wedding fact. A random wedding fact. Oh, yeah. Oh, random wedding fact. I like that. I have one here, but go for it. Let's see if we get a red. Right, lovely. <laughs> Don't do that one. Excellent. The average married no, couple... No, no, this one's a lovely one. This one's lovely. <laughs> Don't use the first one. Don't do the first one. It's naughty. Right, do this one. The longest <laughs> recorded wedding lasted 91 years and 12 days. The longest recorded wedding? Fuck. I thought it was long as recorded marriage. Yeah, was like, what no. the fuck? That has to be wrong. We are with. We're That was checking. some session. Oh my god. Can't be right. There's no way. It definitely means to say marriage. No, it's wedding. Bollocks. That was a long 91 year party. There's no way. Yeah, anyway, there's your random fact of the day. Lovely. Well, there you go. Um, so, look. It was a grand old podcast. Nice and short and sweet before. Absolutely. And as always, it's a pleasure doing podcasts with Chifa. I wish I could say the same. Ha! <laughs> 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 you, fucker. <laughs> I'll always support your dreams, way. Thank you very much. So, everybody, until next time. Bye, guys. Slongafol. <laughs>